happens every time the mail comes every day <laughs> that would sh- that would scare me shitless every day yeah we've gotten used to it we've lived here for a year and a half so jesus that would freak me out the mailbox is on the other side of is like on attached to the wall of our apartment so uh it he has to like open the thing to put all the mail in and it's just extremely loud god damn it's not his fault terrifying we have a lovely older gentleman who has one of those big wide-brimmed straw hats Mm -hmm. and a little goatee beard and every time he sees me on the front if i'm out on the front he's like afternoon it's like oh (laughs) hi dude that seems like such a i mean i i don't know if you are a male person please correct me this seems like a pretty chill job at least as far as just delivering the mail and not like working the front desk it does seem like a chill job you just get to wa- walk and, and drive and listen to your podcasts all day. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I, I would be down, especially right now. It's like you don't have to talk to anybody usually. I assume you get pretty fit being a male person too, like jumping in and out of the car. Walking a lot. Climbing yeah. up and walking around. Yeah. I'm sure. That would be, be a nice little job for somebody who didn't want to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, assuming that you get to just do the route and not sort mail. That is a perfect introvert job, I think. Yes. Now, the more I think about it now, I'm like, damn, why didn't I choose to be a postman? Well, because it's 90 degrees outside and you have to walk. That's true. No. Yeah. <laughs> our, our apartment's on a pretty steep hill also. No, the, the hill is pretty, it's a crazy hill. Yeah. And every time we come home, like after, well, right now it's like after 6 p.m. because nobody's going anywhere. But in the before times, if we came home after 9 p.m., we would have to park all the way at the top of the hill and then walk down the hill to our apartment. But then in the morning when we forgot that we had to park all the way at the top of the hill, <laughs> trudge up and be like, I forgot. I hate myself. No, when we come to visit yours, I say to my husband, hey, make sure we have everything we need out of the car. <laughs> because I'm not walking back up this hill. Yeah, right now it's it's not great because everybody's home so around five o'clock the parking starts to get a little sparse i still can't get over how many cars people own yeah like that's that's a thing that i'm just probably never going to be used to there's a house on the corner of our street there's like six cars there how many people live there i don't know i'm assuming at least 12 people (laughs) 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 because nobody needs that many cars well, anyway, <laughs> welcome to Are You Serious? A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships. I am Morgan. I'm Esme, and this is episode 18. Take two. 18. Take two. God, thanks Skype, you piece of shit. Yeah, we got about 15 <laughs> minutes into the last episode and then realized that it wasn't recording, so we had to start over. But uh, I think the shock value of this first post... It's not going <laughs> to no, go away. It, this needs time to process. <laughs> I, I said earlier that this episode is like a very steep, miserable ride up a very horrible hill. And then the rest of the episode is a coast, gentle coast downhill. So we just got to get over Whee. this horrible post uh, before. And this first one is not safe for work. <laughs> and it is terrible, but it's not, uh, it's not anything that might need a, a trigger warning or anything. So no. uh, OP is 20 and her boyfriend is 26. Which you get. Fits in the, the age gap. <sighs> it fits. It fits. We're fine. There's no, nothing creepy here. 
You just keep making like angry noises because you know what's coming. <laughs> I'm I'm like stealing myself. I like when you said twenty six. I just remembered the content of the post and I was like, sweet mother Jesus. <sighs> my boyfriend of one year got angry and is giving me the silent treatment because I showed him where my clit was. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> oh no, female anatomy. <sighs> <laughs> my one weakness. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear uh, okay as the title says my boyfriend and I have been together for a year during this year things have been amazing he's kind considerate respects my career and we have good sexual chemistry apparently which is a lie <laughs> even though he doesn't know how to please a woman by this I mean we have matching libidos higher during the start of our relationship and slightly less now about four to five times a week we have sex that's inside his that's an exhausting amount of times to have sex. We're old now. <laughs> I'm old. And I think about that and I'm like, damn, just imagine all the showers you have to take. It's like, oh, God. This should be good, right? But it isn't. The problem is that I like a lot of foreplay and it involves him touching me down there. However, he seems to always miss where I like it. He will rub where my leg joins my body, like the inner thigh area. And I know this isn't as a tease because he really rubs it like he's sanding down some wood and has asked me if I like it. I usually pretend to moan at this. No! No, I'm more mad at this. Don't ever fa <sighs> He has done this for as long as I've known him. In the past, I have had problems with telling my partners what I like and have never actually reached climax through this kind of foreplay because I haven't spoken up. All of my previous partners have been quite inexperienced. I was nervous about doing it, but I was really confused as to why he was doing this, so I did, because I see a future with him and I want to have good foreplay as well as good sex. So I'm wondering now, now I'm hearing this a second time, has she ever had an orgasm with a guy? It says, like, she hasn't... This kind of, through this kind of foreplay. This kind of foreplay. So that implies okay. that her previous partners have been able to uh, give her an orgasm. Okay. I don't think I ruined the moment. I moved his hand with my hand and showed him where and how to do it. It was obviously a long way from where he was doing it before. <laughs> <laughs> and he got mad and acted insulted. He said that I was insulting his skills and that it had always worked before, so I must have cheated to learn this from a new man. fucking... Like, Damn it. my brain does not compute this, that he thinks that she could not have discovered this herself and that she must have learned it from a man. I need, oh God, I need you to imagine like an empty stage with a single microphone in the center and a spotlight and I walk up to the microphone and I lean in real close and I go, <clears throat> women masturbate. There's like rapturous applause <laughs> glitter coming from the ceiling someone in the corner is just sobbing incoherently throwing roses on the stage throwing roses at me and i'm just yeah 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 the truth the truth guys you're not special it's not like a magic unicorn thing that you you practice and it works for every single woman exactly the same that's not how women work yeah women feel differently every single woman something different is gonna work just listen to what they have to say. And I hate this narrative, too, that, like, girls and women don't have a sexuality until a man comes along and awakens their loins or whatever. And it's like, horse shit. <laughs> Absolute horse shit. That is 100% not true. God. Stop writing that romance novel. It's not Stop. real. 
Stop reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, God. It's not real. You're so right. That is exactly what Twilight Fifty Shades of Grey are. That's what it is. It's this one magical man who awakens their sexuality and they orgasm all the time from just penetrative sex. And it's fine. Like, (sighs) no man has a magic penis. And I know you've heard it before. You gotta brace yourself for this next sentence. I will wait until you're done. Swallow my water, yes. <laughs> After he went through my phone, he decided that I could be trusted again and calm down. Jesus Christ. I explained my feelings about speaking up and what I liked, but he got angry again and smashed a glass we had by the bed. <sighs> Just... He said he felt humiliated and insecure, and he didn't know if he could ever touch me again without fearing criticism. Okay, bye. It's not criticism. She didn't say anything. She didn't go, dude, you're shit at sex. (laughs) Right. She took his hand and moved his hand. She didn't, yeah, she didn't even say anything. That is a great example of nonverbal communication. And that in itself is actually extremely sexy. Like, someone moving you and showing you how they like it. That's like, oh yeah, this is hot. But like... (sighs) <sighs> yeah i hate that we use the word criticism instead of feedback it's it is feedback like the whole I, I would assume for most people the whole point of having sex is that you both enjoy it yeah right it's not just for one person it's for two people if one person isn't enjoying it and they're using nonverbal communication to go hey this is better that's not a criticism on you that's This feels nice. Do this. This is how this works for me. Yeah. Also, I take back what I said. He shouldn't be so fragile that he can't hear the word criticism. (laughs) No, I'm like, that's just wild to me that he's like, I can't be criticized. (sighs) Like, how must you go about your day being so fragile that you can't hear one thing about what you've done? Not even wrong. Like, not even here. Like, she didn't say anything. I could understand if if she said it in a particular tone of voice or had a phrase that was, like, accusatory. But she didn't do that. I say I could understand, but no, I can't understand this behavior at all because it's just, it's dumb. All right, somehow there's still more to this post. <sighs> she hasn't dumped him yet in the midst of writing this thing. I know. She should just be like, hang on. I, came, hang on. I got up and broke up with him and came back. <laughs> I tried to say that it wasn't criticism, but I guess that is sort of a lie, so I didn't say much more than that. He totally ignored me for the next two days, and he slept in the spare room each night. This morning, he tried to talk to me about a family event that has new plans around it, and I asked if we could put that on hold to talk about what happened. He continued to talk about the event that wasn't urgent at all, by the way. He went to work in his office and has been there all day except for when he did the dishes and some garden work. I don't know how to bring it up without him feeling attacked. How do I do this? We didn't talk all day again, and and I find it hard to sleep by myself. I miss my boyfriend, and I am scared he will get angry or leave. I want to talk about his reaction as well as how to improve foreplay. Just leave. Don't talk to him. There's no point talking to him. He can't hear anything that you're trying to say to him. He chooses not to. Just leave. Throw the whole man out. Throw the whole man out. Into the sea with you. You don't need him. You have a hand. You know what you like. <laughs> you don't need a dude. Like... <sighs> It's very disheartening to me when I see this kind of post because it's very clear that she has had a hard time speaking up for herself. And a good partner will ask you what you like instead of assuming. And yes, she was, she did make the mistake of faking it, which you should never, ever do. Never, ever fake it. Like, you, you are just digging yourself a hole, really. 
Because if you pretend to like it, he's going to do it till the end of time. <laughs> and I don't even necessarily blame... I mean, he's 26 years old, but... I said, I can't remember if I said this on this recording or not, but our sex education around women's bodies is fucking atrocious. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. And so if he was the same age as her, if he was 20 and he was doing this, I wouldn't necessarily blame him because of that. But the way he reacts has gone so far beyond red flags. She moved his hand. So then he first got mad, stopped Accused her of cheating. Jesus, that that jump is like... Went through her phone, smashed a glass, and is now giving her the silent treatment. Those are all abusive tactics. That's not red flags anymore. That is controlling abusive behavior, and she needs to bounce yesterday. God, I just... I still don't understand with the abundant access we have to the internet and information all the time, 24-7, how people still don't know where a clit is. <laughs> Look at a Georgia O'Keeffe painting, people. Come on. <laughs> God. Like, and there have been so many. I don't understand why all the articles about this is your clit this is why are in women's magazines. Yeah, We fucking know. <laughs> Put that thing in Men's Monthly or GQ or whatever. Like, <laughs> Guns and Ammo magazine. <laughs> this is the clit. Touch this. It's nice. I just, I don't need to know this information. I know this information. I have a hand in an abundance of time. Men just, I don't think they've ever, a lot of men, I don't think they've ever looked at a vagina. Like, actually looked yeah. at it and gone, okay, this part, this part, this part. They just, they have their face on your face and then their hands down there. They're not looking at it. They're not paying any attention. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Guys, just talk to your girls about what they like and give them as much time as they need to tell you. Because for women, it's a really scary feeling telling your partner, hey, this is what I like. Please don't do this. Uh, This feels really good. This feels less good. It's quite scary because you're, you're frightened of that kind of reaction, right? That they're going to be insulted or upset or that they're going to feel a lot of pressure. But if someone really loves you, they'll listen and they'll they'll try their best to remember his reaction is exemplary of like a lot of things this is why women don't feel comfortable saying right. no if a man comes on to her in public because she's afraid that he is going to react violently afraid to reject you know someone in the workplace mm -hmm. who comes on to her like do not react like this you are not perfect you need to understand feedback and change your behavior and not make people feel uncomfortable or in danger because you can't take some feedback. <sighs> oh, I hope there's an update. And I hope that she dumped him. There's Ugh. no update, but I feel like... Here, let me check out her account just to check. Did she, did she leave any comments? Like, I, I need to know that she's okay and she got out of this. And she went straight online and bought herself a real nice dildo. So I just googled... <laughs> I just googled Reddit boyfriend click. <laughs> Why would you Google this? <laughs> and boy, wouldn't you know, so many posts oh, came God. up. Uh, okay. So her two comments say, I have had hard times in the past with telling partners what I like. I was too nervous and just wanted him to feel Yeah, good. that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. You don't want somebody to feel intimidated, I guess is the word I'm looking for. That they have to think about sex academically. 
Right. And and um, this person is just a piece of shit who she's responding to, who is like, why didn't you talk to him? And she's like, I did talk to him and this is what happened. Or not talk to him, but I did try and show him and this is yeah. what happened. So that's wholly unhelpful. I hope she and then she stopped responding after that, which makes me think that she didn't want to get that yeah. reaction that the other people were giving. So, yeah, hopefully she dumps this tool and gets a better tool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this next post is a foil to this first post, which for all you non-English majors, a foil is something that is the exact opposite to highlight how different they are. There we go. So the title of this one is a little bit of a (laughs) concern, but you know, it's fine. Washing Girlfriend's Undies? (laughs) (laughs) Question mark. Oh, bless. Okay. All right. OP and his girlfriend are both 25. Oh, that's not. Cool, great. We have been dating for three years. She's a nurse and has been super busy and stressed out lately, so she hasn't really had time to do laundry or her chores. I also work an essential job, but I have the next few days off to rest, and I wanted to surprise her by cleaning our whole place spotless and doing all of her chores for her. She gets anxious and more stressed when our home is messy, but exhaustion has outweighed our desire for cleanliness. So here's my question. She has a bunch of undies and bras that she washes by hand in the sink, then air dries. Because she hasn't had time to do it, she's almost out of cleaning undies and i thought i'd wash them by hand for what her. an absolute oh my <laughs> god what a lovely guy just for an extra surprise Aww. but they are intimate items and there are period stains and discharge that needs to be cleaned it doesn't really bother me it's natural and i don't want her to potentially be embarrassed by me cleaning it so for women or people in relationships would it be okay for me to do oh this for god. her or should i just clean everything else and leave her undies for her to clean <laughs> i love you op what a lovely guy. I'm going to cry reading these updates too, but yeah. Oh my god. Just a good, good boy. Guys, you should never be frightened of cleaning your girlfriend's gross nasties. As long as she says that it's totally okay. It, it can be quite embarrassing if you have period stains in your uh, in your underwear. You don't want your man to see that. Which also, just to note, happens. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Even if you're, like, wearing a tampon, it's not, like, blood does not just go, whoa, hold up, there's something absorbent here. I should probably not leak. These things happen. When I... I used to have the copper IUD, Mm -hmm. which is a non-hormonal birth control, and it made my periods miserable. Horrible. So I switched to Marina and haven't had a period in four years. sounds amazing. Woo. (laughs) but it made like almost every time it would leak oh yeah like with the paraguard so it even though i was older it wasn't like i was a teenager dealing with this it's still like it happens it's normal sometimes things surprise you the worst is like when you're sleeping oh god and then you wake up and it turns out you had your period in the night and all your sheets are covered in blood and your pajamas is like oh god damn it like that's pretty embarrassing especially I, I was single for a very long time and when uh when i met my now husband i was like oh crap i'm gonna have to get the nice sheets because <laughs> i have to make sure there's good sheets on the bed because all these other ones have period stains on it's you feel kind of gross about it but dried blood can't really hurt anybody so it's fine this guy's so sweet she's tired and she can't do her laundry so i want to clean her bras and underwear what a nice guy i know and in the comments someone is like well if you don't want to that's fine i'm sure she would love if you cleaned the house and did all her other chores and he says i was kind of in the mindset of my face has been where these undies have been it shouldn't be a problem but i wanted to double check (laughs) 
So there's four updates okay. to this, or three updates. Quick update. Thank you for all your responses. I really appreciate it and upvoted all of your posts. I texted her asking if it was okay, and she said, thank you, that would be really nice, but you don't have to do it. I know most guys find it grody. Haven't heard that word. I use that word all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So it's okay. I can do it myself, end quote. So I took this as a yes and started soaking them in cold water with soap, as a lot of you suggested. Thanks for that. I was going to do warm hot water and definitely was probably going to wring them out. So I owe you guys. I know she's had some crappy experiences with previous boyfriends being grossed out and making her feel bad, which is super fucked up. So I really just want to do what I can to make her feel loved and supportive and all that gushy stuff so that she knows she never has to feel ashamed or embarrassed for being her. Thank you again for all your advice. You're amazing. And he does respond to that like lukewarm response how she's like that would be cool but not you don't have to he says well in our relationship i've noticed she really doesn't like to burden me so she'll say no it's okay when she really would like help for example i worked a 16-hour shift and then got home and she was stressed out because the kitchen and bedroom were a mess this was pre-covid and i asked her if she wanted help and she said no it's okay i can deal with it myself because she knew i was exhausted but i also knew that she was exhausted (laughs) and stress gets in the way of productivity so i helped clean and then went to bed but i understand where you're coming from and i'm prepared to to buy her her favorite flavors and replace all her undies and apologize until I lose my voice if she really is upset. Thank you for your comments. So he's like, I understand her communication methods and therefore I'm going to react accordingly. Like, if you moved so to this good. guy's hand during sex, <laughs> he would be. Fine he wouldn't bat an eye. It would be fine. He'd probably come to you afterwards and be like, "Hey, thanks for correcting me. I didn't know, but now I know, and I'm really glad that we had this 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 talk." Fucking hell! What a nice guy. I know he's so amazing. Yeah. So just I don't hand wash any of my delicates, but you can also get a, a what's it called? Oh, the mesh bag, the mesh laundry bag. Yes. Oh, they are a lifesaver, honestly lingerie bags. Yes. And they're like, you can get big ones or little ones, depending on how much hand wash lingerie you have. Um, and they go straight in your washing machine and you can put your washing machine on the delicate or the cool cycle. Or even on wool. Wool is actually a really good cycle to put your underwear on. And then you can just leave your underwear to air dry and take it all out of the lingerie bag. That's a really good way to do it. Um, but if you don't own your own washing machine, like you use a laundrette or you use a, a building's uh, laundry machines, it probably is better to do them by hand. Yeah, do not put bras in the dryer, no, ever. ever. Any kind of bra, none of them. Never. Except for maybe bralettes. Yeah, oh, they can go in. I abuse my bralettes, because <laughs> they're not as supportive. Oh, I have some great bralettes for larger endowed ladies, um, but they, they can't go in the dryer because the elastic will go. The elastic yeah. is what holds them up. But, oh, this guy. I want to marry this guy. I'm already married. <laughs> could always use a little extra help around the house. I could have two husbands. And he can keep the girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, why don't, yeah, we should just share. Polycule. <laughs> oh god, when my husband listens to this podcast, he's gonna be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine. Um, yeah, so he does it perfect. He is like, I want to do something nice for her, but would this be like crossing a boundary? And then when people are like, well, you gotta ask her, he asks her. And then I don't want to say he interprets her response because that can sometimes backfire or sound condescending, but he's familiar enough with her communication style to know what she means when she says, that would be great, but you don't have to. Yes. Which is a problem that I have as well with communicating. Oh, I do that too. Or I'm like, no, it's fine. It's like, actually, I just have to be like, I would appreciate it if you would do that. It's like, I always say, no, I've got it. I've got it. And then my husband's like, woman, <laughs> let me help you. I'm like, Meh. But yeah. I, I understand that. 
it's hard sometimes to ask for help, especially when it's a chore that you're really used to doing for yourself and you like it being done a certain way. Yeah, exactly. And she probably is like, no, it's fine. Like, it's very specific. And so I don't want you to have to learn that. But it's like, no, <laughs> you can learn. It's quite a nice job washing on. I don't for me, I don't know. It's quite a nice job hand washing underwear. You can just put some music on and get yourself a nice little chair by the <laughs> sink and scrub, scrub, scrub. That's, that's quite nice. Relaxing. I also did like, I, when I used to work in the pub, everybody used to hate polishing the silverware. I loved polishing the silverware. You just zone right out. It's the same task over and over again. And in, like when it's Sunday and no one's in and all you're doing is like serving Sunday lunches to regulars, just standing at the bar polishing silverware. It's just, oh. It's the best. So, yeah, it's like, I'm technically doing something, and therefore you cannot ask me to do something else. <laughs> oh, I would. I'm really busy polishing the silverware, though. <laughs> and you guys aren't going to do it, so... But that, that was my favorite chore. Yeah, I kind of like those. I've learned to like those kind of mindless chores. When I was a kid, my parents made me wash the dishes, and I just hated it. We didn't have a... <laughs> my parents don't have a dishwasher. Yeah, my parents didn't have a dishwasher for a very long time. And it's just like... I, because they always wanted it to be done right after dinner. Like I couldn't just chill and mm -hmm. watch something and digest or do it the next day. I had to do it right then. But if I was allowed to do it like the next morning or, you know, when everybody else had gone to bed, I would have totally been fine with it because then I could put on music that I like or, well, not at the time, but a podcast that I like. And now I just hate doing dishes, even though I could do that. Oh, I love doing the dishes. It's another one of those tasks where I'm like, yeah, just chill out, do the dishes. This also seems like a really good example of a relationship where you don't, like, keep score. Right. Like I was saying last week, like, you want to make sure that you're not being taken advantage of, obviously, but don't necessarily keep score of, like, oh, I did four chores last week and you only did three, so you owe me yeah. one chore. It's like, no, that's going to destroy your relationship faster than not knowing where the clit is. <laughs> <laughs> It's like currently I'm the only person who's at home full time. My husband is um, on and off at work at the moment. So when he's been at work, it's like, oh, you don't have to cook the dinner. You've been working all day. It's fine. You don't have to cook the dinner. I don't expect him the whole week that he's home to be doing the dinner every night because I'm at home. I got abundance of time. Yeah, yeah, my husband is working, or he, since he's a professor and I'm a teacher, I have to be at school more and he gets to work from home a lot. So sometimes during like finals week or something when I'm really stressed out, I'll just come home to a completely clean apartment and I'm like, oh, oh. So nice. <laughs> and I didn't even like expect it. And that's always doubles down on the surprise. Yeah, it's real, it's real good. And I know, I, and I, I know that, you know, my husband really appreciates it when he comes home and the house is clean and it's like, it's relaxing when he's been at work all day and it's been hot and he just comes home he doesn't have to worry about anything that's like that's a nice feeling knowing that i can do that for him you know what i mean yeah yeah and just it's like sharing the load whenever your partner is stressed right. out you know and you have the the spoons to do it spoons is a you have the mental energy to do <laughs> never it heard that before. the spoons i'll throw that infographic up on the twitter um it's like if you know, you start out the day with 10 spoons and then each task takes away one spoon. So if you are someone living with mental illness, maybe instead of taking one spoon, a simple chore like doing the dishes would take two spoons. So it's usually used in that kind of framework, but it can still be used uh, just, you know, our patience and mental fortitude is not infinite and it wears down throughout the day. <sighs> yeah, tell me about it. So if you have enough determination when you get home from the day to clean the apartment and you can, then go for it. You know, if you know that your partner's 
super stressed, especially as a nurse. Yeah, it must be just awful right now. I can't even imagine it. This is this is one of his comments. It's so sweet. He says, thank you for commenting. Bless. The consensus is to ask, so I am going to ask her before I do it. It'll ruin the surprise aspect of it a bit, and I also just bought her a new heating pad because her hers broke last week, so that'll be a good enough surprise, I hope. She's just been under a lot of stress lately, and I'm trying to help out as much as possible. But she's also my first actual relationship, and we've been only living Aww. together for a few months now, so it's all a bit new to me. <laughs> I know. And this person underneath is like, oh, honey, you're doing so good. You keep doing what you're doing. And I think things will work out just fine. You seem like a really sweet man. And he's like, thank you. I am planning on proposing at some point after everything calms down. I was going to do it in June. We had a vacation planned to Peru, but our vacation days were canceled and we were forced to stay and work. So hopefully this helps her feel appreciated and loved. It is important to do those little things for your partner as well. Especially if you could tell that the day has been particularly taxing on them or they're just feeling down. Like, go and make your partner a cup of coffee and bring it to them or, you know, ask them if they need anything. Like, just checking in like that is sometimes way more efficient at showing how much you care for somebody than telling them I love you a bunch. Mm-hmm. I always appreciate it. It's all, it's about love languages, which is like right. some people tasks like this are, are love languages. Acts of service and um, vocal. Yeah. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation, that's the one. I'll send that one out too. We're learning about yes. relationships this week. We are. So there's two more updates and they're pretty short. Kay. Second update. I know it's soon, but holy crap, this blew up fast. First, I want to say thank you, amazing Redditors, for the awards and the kind words. Secondly, it's truly heartbreaking how many people said they cried or wished they had someone like this or that more men should be like this. I want to apologize on behalf of men who have let women down in this department, as well as a lot of other departments. It's so (laughs) fucked that you have to go through something that you don't get a choice in and that so many people make you feel gross or lesser for it. I think talking about periods. Yes. I'm sorry you've all had to experience that. I know there is a lot of really important discussions happening right now, and I wouldn't want to take away from them, but at the same time, hashtag teach kids sex ed. (laughs) Also, I did wash slash soak them in a sink, and yes, I thoroughly washed the sink before I cleaned the undies. They're currently hanging to dry, and the bras are soaking. Good job, dude. And then final update. So she came home to a clean place and all her undies clean. She was really happy. First time I've seen her smile in a week or so, so that made me happy. Hmm. It's taking me a while, but I'm trying to give up to give away or slash use all the coins I've gotten to give awards to the best comments. Thank you all for your support. I had moments where I regretted posting because people were messaging me to insult me or just be really gross. But with all the support, I'm standing by what I said. If someone has a problem with it, then they can deal with it themselves. Thank you all for your advice, awards, and support. You, sir, are a, a prince among men. Some people were telling him he's, like, not a real man because he's being submissive to his girlfriend. That's some bullshit. Oh, also, also, so he he says, I'm thankful I asked for advice. I probably would of damage them. Would O-F damage them? Like, common typo. This bot comes in. It's called the would, could, should bot. And it says, it's would have, never would of. Rejoice, for you have been blessed by the would, should, could bot. And he says, thank you, edited to your specifications. I wish I would have caught it sooner. So not only does he take criticism, but he also makes a joke about it and corrects his behavior. He edited the above comment, even though he made a joke response. But like, just such a juxtaposition between the previous guy. It's- what a well-rounded dude. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's so nice. What a palate cleanser. <laughs> I know, right? 
<laughs> I feel I'm ready for the rest of the meal okay. now, I think. Oh, well, the meal comes at the end. That one's the food the food one for Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Before that, we have uh, an Am I the Buttface post. Oh, we haven't had one of them for a little while. So I found out, okay, so I thought Am I the Buttface was for, for stories that were kind of like not that big of a deal. But it turns out it's just where you go to avoid the rules of Am I the Asshole. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like if your post breaks the rules, you just go to Am I the Buttface and do that there instead. <laughs> Because they don't allow violence at all. Oh, okay. And this one involves violence, sort of. Am I the butt face for getting into a fight with my cousin, resulting in him needing to go to the doctor? Mm, just dependent. Yeah. A lot of these, like, am I the asshole questions are like, depends. I can see a scenario where it could go both ways. Yeah. Okay, so OP was 16, her sister was 14, and her cousin was 26. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> This happened a long time ago, but I still think about it a lot. At the time, I was 16, my sister was 14, my cousin was 26. Male, by the way. A little background about my cousin. He's on the spectrum, but that's unrelated to the fact that he's a total asshole. He will harass people by talking about politics until they literally say, I don't want to talk about this anymore, and then disregard that boundary and keep talking. He's extremely alt-right and thinks everyone should be forced to be Christian because, quote, that's what this country was founded on. No, it isn't. He once begged me not to have an abortion, quote, if I ever get pregnant, and I wasn't even in a relationship at the time. He slut-shames his sister in front of her daughter occasionally, and is just generally rude and disrespects boundaries. Wow. Just to note that we do speak directly to him by saying things like, I don't want to talk about this right now, or I need to do this right now, let's talk later. We even tell him that politics are off the table in any way during family gatherings, but he refuses to talk about anything else. Politics are his fixation, but he is also interested in space and computers, so we could talk about that, because people on the spectrum have, like, things that they really focus yeah, on. I also just want to interject at this point and say, having a mental, uh, I don't really want to say illness, because being on the spectrum isn't really... Being neurodivergent. Yeah, is not an excuse for behaving like an absolute prick. Just throwing that out there. If you actually can't help it, then you actually can't help it. But it should never be used as an excuse for you just behaving in an antisocial and deliberately antagonistic way. Mm -hmm. Last year at Thanksgiving, he waited until I left the room and threatened to fight my husband because my cousin wanted to argue about politics and my husband wasn't taking the bait. Oh, and my grandpa also pays part of his rent, but when my grandpa finally cut him off, my cousin told him, It's okay, I'll just get my money when you die. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Wow. If it were up to almost all of us, he wouldn't be invited to anything, but his mom, my aunt, always invites him and brings him to things. Anyway, this particular day, the three of us were visiting my grandparents' house one day during the summer. We were playing some card game, and my cousin was harassing my grandma about something or other. She got up and left to get my grandpa, who is working in the yard, since he's one of the only people at the time who could actually get him to behave. When she left, my sister and I got up to get stuff from the kitchen. It was an open concept, so not really in another room. He wouldn't stop antagonizing my sister, so she told him to shut up. Remember, she's 14 and he's 26. He called her a bitch. Whoa! So when he walked in front of her to get some water, she tripped him. (laughs) (laughs) He shoved her. He was about 6'3 and she was about 5'5 at the time. So I jumped in between them and had what I would probably describe as a slap fight with him. I wouldn't have been able to restrain him if I tried since I was also in the range of 5'5, but I just wanted to keep him away from my sister. I eventually kneed him in the balls and he backed off. This was about when our grandparents returned, but I can't really remember what happened next. My cousin ended up calling his stepdad to complain about me and told him that he had to go to the doctor to get his balls checked out. Am I the asshole for defending my sister? No, he was overreacting. But 
also, what a prick. Just a grown-ass man shoving a 14-year-old. I'm calling her a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> dude. There's an edit at the bottom that says, actually, I think she was 13 since it was summer, but I'm not exactly sure of the timeline. So a young teenager gets shoved by someone who's like 10 inches taller than her. I have a big problem with grown-ass guys calling women bitches. <laughs> yeah. Like, be a little bit more inventive. It's it's just a very easy cop-out for when... And I think the reason why I really don't like grown men calling women bitches is because when I was a teenager and I used to go out to pubs and whatever, if I ever turned a guy down, the immediate thing he would mm. do is call me a bitch. Bitch. And it's like, what, because I told you the truth and I don't want to sleep with you? Okay, fine, whatever. It's a way of dismissing. Yeah, it's, it's very dismissive. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Uh, there was a meme going around last week that was like, flirt like a straight man, go. And then someone just commented, hi, <laughs> hi, 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 bitch. <laughs> like, yes. Like, if you've seen those posts where someone, like, they match on Tinder and then he sends a message to her and then she doesn't respond because she's, like, taking a shower or something. Yeah. And then he waits less than five minutes to be like, fine, bitch, I didn't want to talk to you either. You're going to die alone. Like, <laughs> why are old girls like cool. this? It's like, I was taking a shit, dude. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. So in the comments, she adds, so someone's like, I'm on the spectrum and he was wrong, but he should be working on improving himself and not acting this way. And she says he is currently 40 and hasn't really made an effort at that. I just can't imagine being that old and acting exactly the same as you acted when you were 20. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, later she says, I currently live pretty far away, so I don't really have much control in that regard because someone suggested that everyone should cut this person off until he gets professional help. Um, and I'm considering going no contact with my family members for unrelated reasons, but they enable him so much that it would be very tough to get him any long-term help. He's been in court-mandated therapy before, but he doesn't stick with it. He attacked a firefighter for what? telling him that he couldn't go through a path in the park due to a gas leak. He also brags about how his lawyer got him a deal with no jail time for that incident. I think the only way he would get help is if it was court-mandated. Even if family made it an ultimatum, he'd just wait them out until they gave in. Dude, that was the other thing I was going to say is he's clearly enabled by the rest of the family. But he attacked a firefighter! <laughs> like, who does that? Like, like literally, so they have it blocked off because there's, like, a gas leak or something dangerous. And they're like, sorry, you have to go around. And he's like, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> I bet the firefighter was just as shocked as everybody else watching this situation go down. Like, I didn't ever expect to be punched in the face. <laughs> I don't think any firefighter ever expects to get in an actual fight. Like, <laughs> they fight fires, not people. Yeah, like, you expect to get maybe a second degree burn, but not a punch in the jaw. God. Yeah, seems like this guy has some serious uh, yeah. issues with women, too. If uh, d Don't have an abortion. I know you're not pregnant, but, but don't, don't have get an abortion. abortion. What? That's so strange. Yeah, some people... It's really annoying when somebody has a very particular worldview and they keep trying to shove it down your throat. Mm -hmm. Like, I honestly try my best not to talk about politics or anything with anybody who I respect. Because... I don't want to end up in a situation where I'm going to have to be telling you that you're wrong or your opinion is bad. I just avoid that because I don't think that it's beneficial, especially with grown adults. By the time you're like 40 or 50, you're not changing your mind. 
That's yeah. kind of it. So there's no point. There's no point trying to have that conversation with someone because they've already made their mind up. You just you just leave it alone. But when you come across somebody who they're not interested in having a debate, they're interested in telling you that you're wrong and mm-hmm. and just shoving their worldview down your throat. There is nothing you can do about it to get out of that situation without it escalating, except walking away. I think the family has the right idea, but he's just not. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter to him that they they're walking away from him because to him it probably feels like he's won yeah especially with that comment like i'll just get my money when you die it's like i will win in the end so messed (sighs) up and just like they won't they need to set a boundary and stick with it and say we will only talk to you if you are seeing a therapist i will only talk to you about space yes and then gray rock him if He refuses, and then if that doesn't work, then doesn't get invited to things. Have we talked about Grey Rock before? I don't think we have. Oh, I don't think so. Do you want to explain um, it? So, Grey Rocking uh, is a technique that you use to avoid entering into arguments or discussions with people who are potentially abusive. Um, so, instead of trying to justify yourself or or whatever, you just don't talk to them. When they start to talk to you about something that you are not, you don't want to discuss, you say, I don't want to discuss this with you. We're not going to talk about it. And the more they talk to you about it, you don't, you don't reiterate your position. You just don't talk. Or you just say, okay. Okay, fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. So they're not getting the reaction out of you that they want in order to fuel their feeling of superiority or control or whatever it is they're trying to they're trying to feel from this interaction with you. Um, and if they're not getting it from you, eventually the theory is they'll go away. It's a pretty good technique, and most people will respond to that in oh they really meant it rather than try and escalate. And these people just lack so much self-awareness that they don't really realize what you're doing. Yeah. They just, yeah, they'll either get frustrated that they aren't getting a reaction out of you or they'll just be like, okay, there's nothing that I can nitpick here about, like, you know, it gets used in the Raised by Narcissists subreddit a lot. Yes. Yeah. That's where I learned from it. They always pick at you and pick at you. That's where I learned it from. Um, it's a really, really good technique, especially with these kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And I think this comes back to, I mean, she's not asking if she should forgive him or something, <laughs> no. but like, he clearly hasn't shown a desire to change and is not owed forgiveness. No. And he clearly wasn't actually hurt. He was overreacting because he didn't have to go to the doctor. He chose to go to the doctor. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he fell on the ground and was <laughs> rolling around in Yeah, pain. he's not bleeding or anything. He was able to walk, I assume. So, <laughs> yeah. God, what a dick. Agreed. So no, the responses were a couple of people said everyone's the butt face. Mm, no, I don't. Th- if if a grown man is calling your sister a bitch, a fourteen year old child a bitch, yeah, nah, I I probably would have done the same thing. Well, that's good because I have a confession to make. <laughs> <laughs> I am OP. <gasps> dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> I'm very glad you said that. That gave me a great end. But yeah, this is my cousin, and he's a piece of Yay! shit. Yay! <laughs> oh, what a twist. What a twist. He threatened to fight Matt because he wouldn't talk to him about politics and just kept giving him troll answers oh, to God. questions. And I got him to, like, help with something, and it was just the two of them. And he's like, you know, I could probably fight you. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> just knowing Matt, I'm like, I could just imagine his exact face when this happened. And it would have been like... Okay, man. (laughs) Sure, sure, go for it, bud. How many people in this house do you think would take your side? Because that's uh, 
pretty risky gamble, I think. Yeah, Matt's pretty tall, too. I don't think I'd want to fight Matt. I think <laughs> I have him in strength, but I don't know. He's pretty wiry. Well, I think we know that I could beat him, uh, my cousin, when he was... Oh, I thought you were talking about Matt. I was about to agree with you. No, I was no. like, no, you could probably beat Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I could beat him when I was 16. I could beat him now. <laughs> Just pull the same move. Yeah. So I I was responding to the um, the everyone sucks here. And I was like, yeah, I was 16. Obviously, I didn't react to the best, but like he deserved it. No, he definitely <laughs> deserved it. I agree. God, what an asshole. Yeah. So he really said that to my grandpa. Shh. God damn. Oh, I hate him so much. <laughs> oh, man, that was, that was entertaining. Yeah. So, you know, at me. Leave <laughs> me questions about my shitty cousin. I'll tell you more stories. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. God. So it's my family. <laughs> I think I'll just pepper those in from now on. Oh, yeah. Give me more. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally into that. All right. Now we we come to our dead, dead donkey. Dead donkey. Pose. Dead donkey. All right. The Both of them are 25. OP and her boyfriend. Yay. They've been date. Oh, they've been living together for seven months. Okay. My boyfriend keeps asking me to invest in his soup tube idea what? and i am not sure how to deal with it the the immediate thought in my head is it's a frub a goga if you will you like you call you guys call them goga in england we called them frubs okay um that's what i'm thinking of like soup in a plastic tube but i can't imagine how that would work because it would be cold how would you, would you... well no it's more bizarre than that <laughs> okay i was worried i was worried about that <laughs> yeah. no you're thinking on a sane level <laughs> Things that might work. Oh, God. I've been living with my boyfriend for about seven months. Two weeks ago, he sat me down and presented a PowerPoint presentation what? with his business idea. <laughs> sexy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. Honey, I have to tell you something. Come, sit. <laughs> this, is, this is cracking me up. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like a whole fucking PowerPoint presentation for your girlfriend about your Hey, a lot of problems in communication could be solved by sitting your partner down and giving a PowerPoint presentation. Maybe to the clit guy. Get one of those laser pointers. Here is the clit. This is the labia. I just can't imagine a situation where that would be not awkward. <laughs> PowerPoint presentations are boring anyway. Imagine your partner being like, I have to show you a PowerPoint presentation. You'd be like, okay. All right. <laughs> Can't promise I won't be playing Candy Crush at the same time. <laughs> oh, God, I'm crying. Just that image is the best. Deep breaths. Deep right. breaths. I've dried my eyes. Everything is fine. Just don't <laughs> read that sentence again because I can't, I can't cope. I knew he'd been working on an idea, but he didn't want to tell me about it until it was finished. Based on his enthusiasm and his prior seemingly intelligent nature, I thought maybe it'd be a pretty cool idea. <laughs> <laughs> this image in my head is getting better. This one's getting me because, see, his prior seemingly intelligent nature. She's saying, I thought he was smart, thought but was I was smart. wrong. I was very wrong. Uh, the, the image in my head about this PowerPoint presentation is getting better and better and better. Because now I can just imagine him, like, super excited. Like, I'm, I'm imagining that meme with that woman who's telling the woman on the couch something that they're really invested mm -hmm. in. And the woman in the couch is in the blanket, like, uh... <laughs> he presented to me an idea about soup tubes. The idea, if you can call it that, is to construct a series of tubes throughout our city that leads to a centralized soup kitchen. 
For a monthly subscription, a customer can <laughs> subscribe to a tube of soup, and a tube extension would be built off the nearest mainline tube <laughs> and directed into the customer's apartment or home. Uh, <laughs> so he wants to make soup a utility. <laughs> What's well, so you have a tap that you turn? The fucking minestrone comes. And also, like, is it? <laughs> If you get one tube or one pipe, is it just one kind of soup or does it rotate? Oh, God. Imagine how bored you'd get of tomato soup. Imagine if you were trying to wash your dishes and you turned to the wrong tap. <laughs> it's just soup. That's soup. <laughs> oh, I see so many problems with this. <laughs> Imagine how growy those fucking soup tubes would get. It'd just be full of mold. It'd be so gross. Oh god. oh god! And how it, you'd have to clean it out if you switched soup? Type. You'd have to clean the bastard things every day because, like, fruit and vegetables ferment really quickly. Can you imagine in uh. in California underground all these bloody soup tubes cooking at hundred <laughs> degrees underground? Oh god! Crying. <laughs> terrible. She's still got some to go in describing this idea. Based on subscription level, that would determine the quantity of soup a customer could pour and how many types of soup. The tubes are basically the size of pipes, like you might see under a sink. But he insisted that it must be called soup tube, not soup pipe, because tube just zings better. <laughs> The next fucking Bill Gates over here, Jesus Christ. I know. <sighs> I couldn't believe what I was hearing. At first I asked if he was crank-yanking me or something, but he was completely sincere. Obviously, the idea is completely insane. <laughs> the notion that a city would authorize somebody to construct a series of tubes everywhere that carry soup into homes is of course ludicrous. And even if such an in initiative were approved, the cost for such an operation would be ridiculous. You would have to charge outrageous prices for customers to install and subscribe to SoupTube. And who would pay for such a service when canned soup costs like a dollar? <laughs> or you can buy soup from a restaurant for just a few dollars? <laughs> I explained these things as politely as I could, but he dismissed them and said that, quote, tube-based soup delivery <laughs> is the wave of the future. <laughs> I'm dying. This is, this is the stupidest <laughs> idea I ever heard. And he's so serious about it. Oh, God. <laughs> soup tubes. He then asked me how much I wanted to invest, and I told him nothing. And he looked absolutely heartbroken. Since then, almost every day he has asked again for me to invest, and keeps trying to sell me on the idea. He is also doing the same thing to a lot of friends. This is starting to drive me up a wall. First, I am at a loss as to how he can believe such a stupid idea is worthwhile. Second, it is really goddamn annoying to be asked on a daily basis to invest in a system of soup tubes. And Third, I am also concerned for his sanity. Other than his apparent obsession with this, though, he has shown no other signs. I would like some advice as to how I can reason with him or whether I should even continue this relationship. I did it. I read it all. I have tears rolling down my chin. <laughs> I'm going to take my glasses off. I can't. Fuck me, soup tubes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. He's so bored. <laughs> He's so bored. He's so bored. I wonder oh if he God. would let me piggyback on the side of his idea with custard tubes. <laughs> <laughs> you have dinner. You have your dinner tube and your dessert tube. Yeah, it's logical. That makes perfect sense. God, 
Dare. I haven't laughed like that since Grumpledub the Christmas Ham. <laughs> God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> soup tubes. No, don't start thinking about I'm not thinking about Grumpledub. I can't stop thinking about soup tubes. And just how, how excited he was with this PowerPoint presentation. Oh, God. He's like, she's really gonna love this. I'm just, can you imagine him in his home office, like, yes, this is this is my million dollar idea. This is gonna, this is gonna make me a star. Fucking soup shoes. <laughs> Did I read the sandwich one on air where the guy was like, I want to charge restaurants? No, to make but my I think sandwich. I have that same one in my ones I should read on air folder because that one is just insane. <laughs> I guess it's closer to a restaurant for magicians. Even the restaurant for magicians is a better idea than this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. We found it. We found the worst idea. I feel like I should be investing in the restaurant for magicians now because soup tubes. <laughs> Just keep thinking about all the terrible things that could happen. Can you imagine if the pipe burst? <laughs> Just like... Oh, it's like, sorry, we have to evacuate the town because we have a spill of clam chowder. (laughs) Can you imagine not being able to drive home because your street is fucking filled with chicken soup? (laughs) Oh, yeah, the comments are, are, they're like, when I read the title, I thought it was going to be packaged soup and toothpaste type tubes, like Gogurt. Yeah, yeah, like Gogurt. Or bagged milk. I'm glad I'm not the only person who thought that's what it was going to be. I'm so glad it wasn't Gogurt tubes. (laughs) Because, like, why would you? I mean, I guess if you can microwave it, there's no way to make soup mobile. Like, other than freezing it into, like, a popsicle. Now, hold on. Let me put my glasses back on. I have to I have to brave this hazard. Because I'm pretty sure a soup company in England did make soup tubes. Not like this. <laughs> like, Gogurt. Yeah, it's a thing. Heinz made tube soup. Oh, God, Heinz. As an alternative to cans, right? I'm going to put the image in the chat. Because I, I, I was sure I remembered it. It's called squeeze and stir. So it's like hyper concentrated. Uh. And you like put a little bit of water in it. And then you heat it in the microwave in the bowl. But god damn. Ah, oh, there's like liquid pouring from every facial orifice. <laughs> I can't cope. This is fucking soup tubes. Ugh. Call me. It looks like sausage. It does. And it does gross. look like sausage. And I had one once and I was like, oh, hot damn, this can't be good for me. And I never had one again because it, it was weird. It was very strange squeezing my soup out of the tube. Because <laughs> I could see soup kind of, you know, if it's thicker, solidifies. Right when you put it in the fridge. So you could, if you're trying to be less wasteful or something. Yeah, my my idea when I bought them was, oh, I can just have these in my classroom. And when I forget to bring my lunch, I've always got soup. Because then you just yeah. put them in a drawer and it's fine. But it wasn't, it wasn't a pleasant experience. <laughs> I don't think they make <laughs> them anymore. But yeah, oh God, soup tubes. This is the best. And like, soup isn't that hard to make. It really isn't. And it's really cheap to make as well. So I don't know why you would pay a subscription fee like Netflix to have soup. (laughs) Soup? I mean, I love soup. I'm not knocking soup. So I'm going to workshop this a little bit. And I think what he could probably, like, you know, have you been to those... Well, yes, you have, because I think we've been there together. One of those beer tasting yeah. places where they yeah, give yeah. you like the little bracelet and they have all the taps around and you serve yourself. So you scan your bracelet, like little bracelet thing that's connected to your credit card and then you pour as much as you want. And it's very dangerous because you just a swipey swipey and then all of a sudden you <laughs> spend $100 on beer. Yes. The place that we go to usually caps you at like 25 bucks and that way they can be like, 
Are you still standing? Are you <laughs> respond? Are your pupils dilating? You okay? You're not going to drive, are you? Yeah, he could do that, but with soup. It's like a buffet, but for soup. Even that is kind of... I'm thinking about like the viscosity of soup, right? And mm. the bittiness of it. With beer, it's fine, because beer is liquid. It's like water. But yeah. with soup, like it's going to get stuck on the inside of the pipes. You know when you leave a, a can that you've had soup in on the side and it gets a little hard on the, in, on the inside of the can. Dries on there, yeah. It dries it. That, now imagine that with soup tubes that aren't being used overnight. You're going to have to be flushing those things daily. Yeah, it would have to be like, all right, now when you're done with your soup tube, put it over to the water setting and rinse it out with water. Like, I, just there's nothing, nothing about this is sanitary or legal unrefrigerated underground soup tubes. Right. Like, someone's going to shut that down immediately. Has he not thought about the health and safety aspect of just raw soup? Is it hot? Are the tubes heated? So, like, you just have hot soup Uh, coming out? Or is it cold soup and then you have to microwave it? Because then that's just soup in a can, man. Yeah, that's just exactly the same as soup in a can. That's Heinz tube soup, right? I need to send you this link right now. Okay. Right now, it's urgent. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> someone. Um, oh, my God. Someone on Reddit made a website. It's souptube.online. How do you clean the tubes? At 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. every night, boiling hot water with food safe detergent is flushed through the pipes so they're shiny and clean for the next day's soup. <laughs> How did Soup Tube pass safety inspections with an underground series of unrefrigerated tubes? It's 2020. We have Trump coronavirus and ravaging climate change, devastating wars, police killing law-abiding citizens. Why not Soup Tube? Who would trust clam chowder from a tube? Reddit user 66RedGTO. He would. How do you keep soup hot in giant tubes going all over the city? We keep the soup lukewarm and then install an inline soup pre-warmer at the tube outlet. <laughs> Is the soup packaged in a toothpaste-style tube, like Go-Gurt, bagged milk, or Freezy Pops? No, no, and no. That would be nuts. Soup is delivered fresh and in liquid-ish form. How do you prevent soup pirates from hijacking the tube? <laughs> By insulating the tubes with a rubber bladder. I, I want to know what happens if it's 3am and I want to have soup because I'm drunk. And instead I get detergent. Can I cancel my subscription? Is that is that Okay. Do I have to call and say, I want tomato soup in 10 minutes? Fill the tube? <laughs> no, <laughs> the tube is pre-filled every day based on your bi-monthly order. If you didn't like the succession or taste of some of our soups, you can always change your mind two months later. You, If you click on invest, you can get a who would trust clam chowder from a tube who face mask <laughs> for $13.59, which I think is a bargain. <laughs> My mouth is open. This is the best. Thanks, Reddit. Ugh. What does this say? This is uh, why in a world of five competing food (laughs) delivery services, would someone pay real money to have lukewarm soup pushed through remnants of other soups from previous soup mishaps, a style similar to raw sewage? (laughs) Exactly. That's my thought. (laughs) You can buy a t-shirt that says that on it. Yeah, because it's just, that's what I keep thinking about is just how gross those tubes are going to (sighs) be. Can you really buy these shirts? Yes. It's a real thing. You can buy it on a shower curtain. Hell yes. I mean, I already have the best shower curtain in the entire world. You do have the best shower curtain in the whole entire world. It's a sloth on a stripper pole. It's incredible. I've only seen one shower curtain comparable to that, and it's just Jeff Goldblum's face. 
<laughs> doing a shush face. So God. Oh, thanks. Thanks for that big laugh. Oh, I feel oh like it's like gosh. I feel like it's cleansed my whole body of bad feelings. <laughs> I am simultaneously like angry at the first guy. I'm not even angry anymore. I can't even think about that first guy anymore. All I can think of now is, is soup tubes, and that is incredible. Subscribe. It's incredible. Thank you so much, soup tube guy. You have improved my day immensely. I'm having a great day. Also a tip, if you go to a Reddit post and there are comments deleted or the original post is deleted, just change in the URL, the R in Reddit to a C, so it says set it, then it will show all of the deleted ones, one of which was this, the link to this souptube.online, <laughs> because it, it uh, breaks the rules as to self-promotion because it's actually selling stuff on the website. Oh, so good. We're going to have a lot of supplementary materials for this week's episode. Oh my god, we're going to have so much. We talked about love languages, spoons, uh, gray rocking, gray rocking, soup tube, and soup tubes. Um, last week, if you um, are not subscribed to our Twitter or Facebook, a why not? B, we put up a link that Morgan found about binitarianism. It's <laughs> it's an actual thing, so you can go and read that. Did you read it? Because it's, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. It's so funny. It's a recipe for brownies made with a can of beans. You actually can make very good cake from red kidney beans, by the way. Not joking. That sounds good. Yeah. I mean, you make beet cake. Yeah. So you can do it with red kidney beans. My mom made me it before and I didn't know it was kidney beans and she laughed at me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still reading in the comments. I need to get out of here. Otherwise, this episode's going to be two hours long. <laughs> it's a soup tube, Jerry. A tube for soup. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like it's like something you would see in community. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, I, I could just imagine, like, Troy and Arbed <laughs> trying to make soup tube a thing. Soup tube in their, in their pillow and blanket for Yeah, like, so good. Oh my god, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I went for a run this morning and then just ended it halfway through and I was only doing a mile and a half. And I was like, no. no. I had 0.4 miles to go and I was like, no. I'm done with this. This is annoying. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm glad I have nothing to do now. <laughs> I could just I really want to tell my husband about soup tube, but I want to wait until he hears it on the podcast because I, I want to know what his reaction is going to be to soup tube. Uh, my husband, whenever he listens, will listen to it. And fortunately, I kind of got overhearing my own voice because I'm the one who edits the podcast. But uh, he'll stop and be like, but what about this? And I'll be like, one of us is about to say that in two seconds. <laughs> like, keep going. Dude, don't backseat podcast. <laughs> uh, anyway where can you find us and all of our materials for this episode online uh well you can find the podcast on facebook at r the letter u the letter series podcast uh where i put a bunch of links to things you can find me on twitter at esme underscore c underscore nose as in knows lots of things and morgan I am at Morgan underscore Slay. We should do a poll to, to see who likes which shower curtain better. Oh, yeah. I'll put that up on the Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you can find our Twitter where I'm going to be posting all these materials at r the letter you the word serious pod. And you can email us at r the letter you the word serious pod at gmail.com. If you find something more bizarre than soup tube, you need to tell us. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Otherwise, it's illegal. It's illegal not to tell us. So, yeah, soup recipes, I guess. I told you we were talking about food. <laughs> Came down with a PowerPoint. I just like this art print that just says, who would trust clam chowder from a tube? Who? That's the real question. Who?